Welcome back to the Character Corner Podcast with your host, Chris and Deepom here. Character Corner, where we talk about some of your favorite comic book characters, some runs from, uh, from great runs from comic creators or, or dealing with characters, give you the history of them. Um, and um, we're back with that. Uh, today, we're doing one that I can't believe it's taken us this long to, uh, to get to this. Um, it, but it's always right on time. Every time we do these... <laughs> They they always you always kind of wonder yourself like why did they get so long to this character but then you look at the time and you start reading and you're like this is actually very very timing uh timely uh we're doing um Captain America particularly for this episode we're focusing on Steve Rogers uh, we're gonna have a part two where we kind of go into some other some of the other characters that have many characters that have held uh the mantle of Captain America and held the shield of Captain America we're really gonna focus on just the timeline of of uh, Steve Rogers in this episode. Um, Can we really uh, real? Yep. Yeah. Steve's Captain America. Yeah. Like, let's, like, you said Captain America and it never once crossed our mind to read about anyone else. Well, no, no, no. It, I was just like, I'm reading And, and on, well, <laughs> honestly, it's a weird thing. After going through this and reading the research, it's like, you know, you know, the, to me, there's the three big ones, right? It's Steve, there's obviously Bucky, and then there, there's Sam. Um, yeah. And then I'm going through them, I'm like, wait, there were actually a lot of other ones, too. <laughs> This, I was like, oh shit, I forgot about all the other ones. You know, you know what it really points out? Like, y'all are just racist sometimes. Because, like, there were lots of other Captain Americans. Right. Like, so much for rednecks and assholes and racists. Right. God damn. There was a lot I of other. Walker. Right. There was a lot of other fucking people out there. Um, but yeah, we're going to get into all the. John Walker. I'd, then let's march in the streets. Right, 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 right. right. Sam, fuck. Right. There, were, there, was a, there was a lot of. There's a lot of other. So, but there's also. I love bringing that up just because it's like when Sam got the shield, everybody was like, oh, I can't believe you just give it to Sam. I'm like, do you guys know how many times Cap has given up the shield and given it to somebody else or has been they taken? just gave it to an assassin who'd been frozen for 40 years. What are you right. talking about? You're right. What are you talking like? Who literally blew up Philadelphia? Like, I'm mean, just saying, like, guys, Look, guys. Things happen, okay? Right. Things happen. Hey, hey, what's a little blood up on the shield, you know? I will um, say this. Doing the reading for this, I know I love MCU Cap because Chris Evans does a great job and they're able to maintain the same writers in every movie he was in. But holy shit, I forgot I'm going to love Cap, combo Cap. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's, it's, Comic Book Steve is, is great because I was thinking about this is when you look at Captain America, and this is another one of those characters, and we'll get more into the history later on, but this is a character that we've talked about before in, um, when we were doing our History of Comics uh, Comic Book Club, I mean, uh, Character Corner, and you're, you're talking about, you know, this is a golden age cap, you know, 1941. Was it 41 or 42? I think it was 40. 41. 41. 41. Yeah, 1941. <clears throat> This is golden age, right? He's character always back then, obviously. And, you know, for people who go, well, I want politics out of my comic books. I'm like, oh, I don't know what comic book. That man's wearing an American flag. Punching Hitler. I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, ah, tough, like, tough ass, guys. Right, I don't tough know what doing here. But, like, when you really look at, especially who Steve has become, he becomes, like, this one, obviously, symbol, right? But it's, it's just, it's the, the character of, of Steve Rogers of Captain America it's like a combination of some other DC characters it was, but that doesn't have some of their, like, I don't want to say hangouts, but it's like, you have, you know, when people look at Batman, they think of, you know, his planning, him being able to, you know, uh, his, his fighting skills, something like that, but, like, he also doesn't kill, right? Steve's a soldier, so we got rid of that already, right? If people die when, when fighting Steve Rogers, he might feel bad sometimes, but it's like, he's a soldier fighting in a war, so you're okay. Same thing with him being a symbol, you know? Yeah. Superman doesn't kill. 
That's on his chest. Stands for hope and all this other bullshit, right? But he's like, he doesn't, he doesn't kill. Wow, hold on, hold I'm, on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Just, <laughs> we don't have to do. It's I, I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to say that, Thank right? Right. But it, but it's the idea of, you know, being a Boy Scout and that kind of stuff, right? Right. You get that still with Steve, but again, you still have that edge because, again, he's a soldier. He's a soldier. And so it's like you get the best of kind of like the combination of both of those characters here without having that moral that 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 moral piece that sometimes doesn't make sense and sometimes. So, so what you're talking about inherently is the difference between the two universes. Mm-hmm. DC comic characters are designed to be archetypes, designed to be gods, larger than life. All the Marvel comic characters at feet of clay. They're all broken in some way. And that fallibility is what the storytelling comes from. Mm-hmm. DC storytelling is generally um, the force of gods against all that would, that would, that would besiege them. That's why you have like What's happening with Dark Knight's Metal, which I'm sure is going to be great because of the team, but seems to have gotten a little out of control. I think that's fair. I don't think I'm stepping on any toes here. Well, I mean, I'm wrong. I could be super fucking wrong. But, you know, I don't think that. But, I mean, anyway. it's, true. it's true. It's true. It's harder. I always say that in, in some respects, DC, whether it's comics or even live action, to me, I feel like it's harder because at some point, how do you tell the next story? If you're telling the story Ryan of God, this had to out Superman as Clark Kent, right? And even, but even then, when you do that, because you're dealing with gods, it's like people. The pushback on that is so heavy. It's like you're changing that. You mm-hmm. can't change the gods. The gods are infallible. Exactly. You know. And so I think again, I think again, we're getting into that. You know, we we talk about this every time we talk about some of these characters, whether it's DC or Marvel. We always get into that, 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 that big divide there. And it's not saying that one's better than the other. It's just saying that it, 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 revol- it, it, it results in different kind of storytelling. Um, and that's clear here. And it's also the, the, the philosophies of the two companies. Um, because and we just talked about this when we were talking about Asian Shield. You can get this direct line from Golden Age Cap to Captain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's yes. some drop-offs over there. There's some things you want to forget. Hi, um, <laughs> what is that? Oh, it's not, it's not, is it Heroes Reborn with Rob Layfeld and, and the... We're not, I swear to God. No, no, I, I, I keep asking for it. I, I abso- never, never. So here's the thing. I, I, here, here's the thing. I absolutely did not read that for this, and I absolutely will not be talking about that for this. But I do feel like in like year 10 of this, 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 this podcast, maybe we will give the fans what there they've been asking for. There will be a guest co-host. <laughs> I fucking refuse. Maybe there will be... A I'm Heroes pretty, Reborn. I, I will never rewatch the X Men movies for this podcast. <laughs> I will never rewatch the Spider Spider Man three for this podcast, and I will never talk about Heroes Reborn for this podcast. I mean, you don't want you don't want to talk about you don't want to talk about nine breasted uh, <laughs> cap. It's like bringing back you just something he just did. You leave the Waynes dead. You leave Bucky dead. You leave Uncle Ben dead. Oops, fuck up one of those. It used to be like the sacred deaths. Now there's I think it's just been left. Gwen Stacy is all but back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna say, if you guys are tr- trying to figure out what we're talking about, just go look up Heroes Reborn, an image of Heroes Reborn. If you don't know what we're talking about, good, good. <laughs> no, 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 you no, no. no, 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 no. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let them slide on this one. Go look at a picture of of Heroes Reborn, Captain America. Oh, 
you know, just or just or Rob Layfield's uh, Captain America. Just put that in you the want Google. My hate before him starts. <laughs> if you've ever been curious, <laughs> that's it. I'm just you know, it's it's just it's it's oh boy. <laughs> that image I'm not sure just... if you can art rape someone, <laughs> but if you can, I Rob just found a way. I just don't know. Let's talk about Captain Goddamn America. I just All don't right. know how you draw something like that and nobody nobody says anything to you. Steve <laughs> Rogers. Um all right, so anyway, but but uh, what I was really saying is like the, the, the straight line. And I think this is why, you know, when I was saying before that this is timely we're doing this, we're, we wanted to actually cover uh Nick Spencer's run and get into Secret Empire and how timely it is in today's events. Um like I think when I was going back and, and, and you look at it and I was having that somebody had mentioned, which was trying to explain why they didn't like caps. And I was, I try so hard not to cuss people out when they say these things anymore to me, but I also realized that this person probably just didn't understand the history of, of, of cap comics. Cause they, were, they were saying, well, he used a MacGuffin and it was a cosmic cube. I'm like, you know, the cosmic cube is always used in cap comics. And hey guys, guys, they like to use cap to show you not to believe in the symbol. Yeah, I mean it's all You've done it like seven fucking times. All almost every single insignificant run of Captain America. It, yeah, every it's like everyone who comes in the X Men has a Magneto story. Everyone's got a Cap, and you shouldn't believe in symbols story. And Cap himself saying that too, you know. Oh, but and that's what I mean. I mean that's how the story ends with him saying that too directly down pipe camera. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that and how. When we get into the Secret Empire stuff in the in the, in the premium episodes, that it is a direct line to think that we've already seen. And people who are just yeah. mad because he did Nick Spencer did it better. If I were Nick Spencer, I would have I was right tattooed on my chest, and I would never wear a shirt. Yeah, yeah. They, the, the people are actually mad at him for not being How more understanding for not being more understanding of people's like criticism of him. It's like because you guys weren't criticizing, you guys were just being loudmouth idiots. But all right, anyway, back to this. Back to <laughs> this. Trust me guys, if you don't have premium, you should go premium for that podcast. Because Chris and I have opinions and feelings. Oh, yeah, we have we have some opinions and feelings. But anyway. Um Steve Rogers started off as uh he was the son of who was the it was it was um so it was Sarah and Joseph Rogers, uh, mm-hmm. and um, he. Uh, this is ooh, wait, this was in nineteen July fourth, nineteen twenty two. Because of course he was. Yes, of course. Born on July fourth. Um, once to join. Uh, you know, this is also during what gets to be eventually be uh, the rise of Nazis and World War Two, and he wants to. Uh, you know, he's he he wants to do his part. Um, the problem is he is a scrawny kid that, um, literally, uh, I, I guess you could best describe him as a wet noodle. It's also, you want to see Roger as a kid, gold medal for creative arts for drawing, art of the future. Yeah. That's Steve Rogers. Yeah. Um, but, uh... He, he he has, his, he, but also and also the heart of gold and the, the and you, you get you've seen this all from the movies and things like that. If, if you've never read the comics, but it's like the 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 driving force of Steve Rogers is the kid that that can that can get knocked down but always gets back up. I can do this all day. Yeah, that is Steve Rogers. Yeah. Um, and while he is this scrawny kid, uh, he gets his result. His resolve is the thing that kind of. Gets people saying that's who we need uh, for for Project Rebirth, and Project Rebirth is 
Um, the Super Soldier Project that eventually turns uh, Scrawny Steve Rogers into Captain America, what we see as Captain America. This is, it's very interesting because the first Avenger basically just tells the Golden Age story. Yeah, no, it is. One of those things where like, there's some minor updates to the years and slowing time feel went on, but it's just that story. It's the story of a kid who loses both his parents early, a kid who, who wants to fight the Nazis, but who gets rejected repeatedly because of his physical abilities, but someone sees something in it. Right. And it's such a relatable story. It's, it's one of those stories that every kid had growing up. Every kid right. wanted to have. Right. Right. This is, I mean, this, the, Captain America is the, the, like you said, the first Avenger movie is literally just everything about uh, World War II and Golden Age, everything you think about Steve Rogers, all that is Golden Age stuff. Um, uh, the, you know, uh, Captain America comics number one is his first appearance with Bucky. I think it's also the first appearance of the Red Skull. Um, I'm not, sh- I don't think that is the, uh, um, Yoan Smith, uh, the, uh, the Red Skull we know. They eventually retconned that to be somebody else, to be a Nazi spy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, they bring him out. They bring in, uh, Yoan Smith as Captain America comics number seven. Um, George Maxson was the pawn was in the first episode, was in the first issue, but um, yeah, it's really I mean honestly these years are literally Captain America and Bucky fighting Nazis. Like w- I didn't go and try to find these comics and read a bunch of these because it's like it's not <laughs> well because what happens is I'm not gonna say they're not interesting. I think I think and I think we covered this when we did the um history of comics. I think to me it's more about the historical significance of what they represent and, and what these are, right? These, this is a time when comics, for the large part, were staying out of politics and staying out of world events. And here you have Stan Lee and Jack Kirby with uh, Captain, Steve Rogers, Captain America, jumping headfirst into there, right? We've right. all seen the image of Steve Rogers, you know, of Captain America punching uh, uh, Hitler in the face. You know, it's a great picture. The, yeah, it's a great picture. Love that picture. Um, you know, Antifa and shit like that, right? Um, the, uh, you know, the, the, the Red Skull and all the, everything, it, the enemies were basically Nazis. Like, it, everything was very patri- patriotic and things like that. It's like, all of this was is Marvel jumping headfirst into the, oh, we're not supposed to be talking about politics? Well, here we are. You know, I think we covered this a bit before. They eventually, I mean, some of this, is, a lot of this stuff ends up the significance is back is back what happened during the, the, the this time period in the forties, but when you get into like the Silver Age stuff, and we'll get into that in a second, is when they start going back and start retconning and start adding more more information into that. Even to this day, when you get more modern stories, you're still telling the man out of time story where you're telling some of those things that happened. You're you're going into the invaders, you know, the uh, when it was uh, uh, Captain America, Bucky. Uh, the Human Torch, uh, not not Johnny Storm, but uh, Hammond, uh, Toro, um, and and Namor, and all those all those characters we already know had also been after they'd done the Cap stuff. They also started getting all those other characters kind of dealing with war efforts as well. Like all these things are are, are are coming in, and that's the significance of that time period. Going back and reading them, probably not necessary. You don't need to. <laughs> that stuff gets it gets retold all over again anyway later on. But to me. Golden Age cap is what that is. It's the setting the stage of saying, hey, you know, these are world events. Marvel's about the world's out of our window. There's literally a world war going on. We're going to address that. Yeah, and it's probably a theme you see throughout cap books. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and so it's, it's, it's the direct 
pushback against this idea that I want to keep politics out of my comics. Well, motherfucker, then why are you reading Marvel comics? Because from day one, that's where this is. That's where we're at with this. So, um, so we're not going to go a whole lot in, as a matter of fact, not going to do any more into this. Just going to bring up, you know, uh, Abraham Eskrin, who is the, uh, the creator of that, uh, super soldier forum, uh, serum, uh, his name dropped in, uh, in shield last week. Yep, Very fun. Yep. Definitely did. And, um, it's, it's important to bring this up because again, this is another, Another effect of Golden Age Cap is that serum is also the basis for a lot of later things that happen in Marvel Comics. Of they're trying to recreate that serum because it was all in his head and um, Steve Rogers is the only one that got that formula. And so a lot of the things you can trace back to both that and even I didn't notice it. I didn't know this, but even the shield, the shield was made, um, the original shield was made from, it was uh, vibranium, steel, and then they say proto-adamanium, and eventually that, again, was, you know, they could never reproduce that, which eventually led to the creation of adamanium, and we know what, how important that becomes later on. So it's like, yep. everything chases back the cap, you know? It's, it's one of the things that I really loved about the Ultimate Universe, is that we were able to kind of retcon things back to cap in the, in, in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. The ultimate universe, everything goes back. Like literally, the whole cap is because they're trying to recreate Cap. Like it's, it is like there's a metahuman arm race because Captain America existed, mm-hmm. which is what would have happened. And it's really interesting to see. I, I love that the Marvel universe is able to make it work there. But if you really want to see like a really cool approach to it, the beginning of Ultimates, you see uh, even Peter Parker is tied to the, to the chase for Cap. Mm-hmm. Who can recreate this room? Who can make the next Captain America? And I love the fact that they were able to fold that into the Marvel Universe. And yeah, you're right. It even leads to Wolverine. Like, yeah, the next Marvel character you think is popularity is Wolverine. And guess what? Directly out tied to Captain America. Yep. Yep. Um, and again, just this idea of creating, you know, it, it, it's the, it was also the, the beginning of the new arms race. Think about it. Yep. You know. Should we talk about Captain America's powers? Yeah, let's go in there. So the super soldier serum basically makes him the peak of the peak human. Um, stronger, faster, doesn't get tired. He is uh, he is the captain seen in the movies. Like honestly, not Avengers before they powered him up, but more like post Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty consistently drawn, pretty consistently depicted Cap. In the books, they don't use him dip into superhuman strength as often early on. But modern Cap seems to have established at least a level of superhuman strength. Right. We talked about the shield. You all know the shield. I'm not going to sing the song. I almost did. Um, <laughs> it still it still makes me laugh. It still makes you laugh that bar. The that, best. The, the, well, not just that. I was talking about the bar that um, Ultron drops in Age of Ultron, where it's like yeah. most versatile, most versatile material on the planet, and they made a frisbee. <laughs> A great point. It's a great point. Hey, but it's a fucking Cap is all hand to hand combat. But probably Cap's biggest advantage over anything is he's the preeminent tactical commander in the Marvel Universe. Yes. He is the guy you want calling the shots on the day of your war. Yeah. Cyclops is cool and very smart. Reed is very smart. But they all defer. Thor is an immortal warrior god. 
And when it comes to hitting people time, he says, Cap, what's the play? Mm-hmm. That's Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. He's your he's your he's your field commander. He's your your tactician. Like that is what you what you got, you know? So um let's see. Do, 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 do. We were talking about a little bit of Red Skull first appearance, and we'll get more a lot more into Red Skull. Another uh another one of the big names that was back in the forties was we had uh the uh, we're gonna say the first, but technically he's the twelfth, Baron Zemo. Uh, Heinrich, <laughs> Heinrich Baron, uh, Heinrich Zima, uh, was also, a, was also a Nazi. Um, that, that's yes. a big thing. So, um, when does, uh, you don't get Hydra until Silver Age. So right. during Hydra this, is a, right. It was, it's, it's how they left it. It's how they were able to say Nazi without saying Nazi in Silver Age. Right. And so, you know, back, back in the, the golden age, it really, they, they were just Nazis. Like this wasn't, you know. Zemo was a Nazi. Red Skull was a Nazi. Like Red Skull had no at this point he he had no powers. He was literally just a dude with a Red Skull mask. Yep. You know, it that's what it, that's what he was. Baron Zemo was a was a um a uh Nazi scientist. Um uh, responsible for uh, us uh, some of the um the the weapons of war that the the, the Nazi had. Um and what you get here is again you know, this is all golden age. We're not going to go too much into that. So let's head head right into Silver Age. Um, yep. What they first did was, it was when they they it was Strange Terror one fourteen. Um, it was basically a test case to see how how fans would react if they thought that Captain America was coming back. Um, it right. was Johnny Storm, I think, from the the New Human Torch. I teamed up with what he thought was a Captain America. It turned out to be an imposter. But Stanley and Jack Kirby did this just to see, like, well, what happens if we did this? Like, what would fan reaction be if, um, if we, uh, if we, if we brought back uh, Captain America? You know, and um, it was a good reaction. You know, yeah, people, people, people responded. I should I should make, uh, uh, go back to um, remember the uh, Golden Age Cap was created by Joe Simon. Yes, um, wanted to run to definitely bring that up and and say hey it was Joe Simon and Jack Kirby that did that. Um, but it's 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 Stan Lee and and Jack Kirby again who bring him back with Avengers number four. Um, after they had done that, Six that, that test run, yeah, after that after that test case in 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 Strange Tales. Um, in, in 1964, I say, I think it was 1964. Yeah, 64, March. 64, oh, yeah. no, wait, hold on. Strange Tales was 63 in November. Okay. Um, so yeah, so they brought him back officially in 64 with, um, uh, Avengers number four. Yeah. March, March 64 is when Avengers number four comes out. Um, and, um, yeah. That's when you get the story. The story about how uh, the experimental drone uh, mm-hmm. uh, with, uh, that, with Baron Zemo uh, and um, Bucky dies and, and Cap is trapped in ice. Um, and the uh, Avengers basically find him, break him out. And so now you get the, the man out of time with... Uh, uh, 
you know, a guy who thought the was fighting in World War Two and is now um, in 1964. Now, the interesting thing about this is when you put it that way, it's actually not that long of a time. <laughs> no, compared to what we see nowadays, like what happened in the movies, right? Where he goes down in World War Two, he gets waking up in like in 2008. Like, okay. so that's that's the benefit of the sliding time scale, <laughs> right? It's like, oh, that's that's a uh, it, it the, the the more the further and further away we get a, we get away from World War II, the more the man at a time thing really really nails home, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> it's like you generally get like a retelling of the story every time someone takes over the cap book, mm-hmm. and you get the feeling like, oh, it just happened it's like Captain America was probably ten years ago, like things like that. Like, you get like little yeah. footnotes in that because. Like you said, like I said, Marvel works with that sliding time scale. They can't just say this is the year it happened because comics don't move that fast. And yet that means a lot of shit happened in Peter Parker's life in a very short amount of time. He's had a very busy life. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, Avenger number four in March 1964 has that like classic cover. It's you know, it's got Captain America lives again, and it's got Cat with a shield leading the Avengers, you know, on the cover. I mean, that's a it's it's the issue after Hulk Lee. Like it's it's so and you see this now sometimes in team books where like a team will be announced and then like three, like halfway through the first arc, then the real team is finally formed. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what they did with the original Avengers. Mm-hmm. Here are the Avengers. Nah, get the Hulk out of here. Captain America's back, bitch. <laughs> like, right. It's um, crazy. Yeah. That, that, that Jack Kirby cover is beautiful. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. It's a classic. Um, and then there's, uh, I think, issue 16 is when he actually takes over as leader of the team. And I want to say that's a cover that has him saying Avengers symbol on the cover. You know, Caps could be quartet. Yeah. You know, and 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 so, um, and and this is the start of you know what everyone kind of considers Cap. Like all your Cap stories. Yeah, there's the you know what Joe Simon and Jack Kirby did in in, in the '40s is great. I mean, you they lay the groundwork for this character. And what I love about what Marvel's done here is none of that stuff is lost. Mm-hmm. Like that stuff happened. You know, Cap. Cap lived that life. That is something he 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 did, and um, there is no crisis or nothing. He was just trapped in. He's he was trapped in ice, and so yeah. now you get um all these other characters, and they're allowed to then fill in those gaps with more information. You get things like um the creation of Hydra that comes in Strange Tales one thirty five in in nineteen sixty five. You get um uh let's see there was. The um, you have the new Baron Zemo who comes in. Ah, oh, when did when did they actually bring in Helmet? Helmet Zemo. Look it up here. Helmet is oh he's in he's in Avengers four. He's actually in a flashback and yeah. in, 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 in four. So um, and he's got his first full appearance in in number six. So the Zemo that everyone thinks of when you think of the pearl mask and the sword and things like you get that Zemo. Uh, is there, actually, no. I'm sorry. That was that, that's that's that's, that's, that's Baron. That's Heinrich. That's Heinrich. Let me see. When, yeah. when is Helmet coming? Helmet Zemo is not so seventy three. So 70. he's he kept, he's one sixty one sixty eight. But you you, yeah. you 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 start filling in those gaps there. You get um uh Peggy. You get Sarah, Sharon and Peggy Carter. Uh, actually, and here's the here's the funny thing. I didn't realize this. That I believe Sharon comes first. Um, and they're actually sisters. They end up retconning that later to that being her aunt Peggy. Well, they've got to retcon a lot of stuff because you remember, like right. when they pull him out, he's able to interact with people he knew before he froze. Right. 
Like he's like, oh, I think it's Gabriel Jones worked for the um the army and gave him back his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, see, 20 years, man. Whew. Been a while. Get your shit back. Like, <laughs> right. It's not as jarring as everyone you ever knew was dead. Right. Right. And so But that... as things slide on in the timeline, like it becomes we're going to talk about it as it happened in the books, but yes, recognize that these things shift and become more jarring. They, they shift and become more jarring, and you have to find ways of how certain people live. Like, how does the same Red Skull uh, that he fought before, how does he alive? How is, you know, well, where did these things come from? Like, I, where Armin Zola and all these other people that he's kind of interacted with, like, where do they fit in? And again, like you said, it's a, it's a sliding timeline. But also, think that I think it's something I think that would be a nice little character corner for us to do at some point too, um, just because it also gives us a reason to reread Secret Secret Warriors. I would love to at some point do a deep dive in the Shield and Hydra because there's so much of that history between the two of them. If we're gonna do that and we have to do all the Hickman stuff, I need at least a month. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, this is not. We're doing like the Shield acronym mini two. Yeah, so we got technically. You know, yeah, I mean that's where all the stuff. That's where you really kind of pull all the pieces the together. The sword and the shield. Yeah, it's where you pull all these pieces together. So, um, like I said, uh, the other thing too is Bucky's still dead. So we'll get back into the. You know, you don't get the return of Bucky, uh, for a long time. What happens okay. is, uh, what what happens is you get new Bucky's. <laughs> <laughs> um, replacement Bucky's. Replacement Bucky's. You know, obviously, you get your. We 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 brought this name up several times now. Rick Jones once again pops up as Bucky for a while. Um, Rick Jones, who when Cap shows up, ends up like hanging out with Cap. Yeah, he hangs like up, convincing him like, oh, these are really Avengers, and you're going to be cool here. He, he Rick Jones is the is the habitual hang arounder. Like he just he is the Ahmad Rashad. Of Marvel superheroes. <laughs> we just talked about him with the Hulk. I mean, it's like there's it was a Hulk. It was Cap, it, was, it was Captain Marvel. Like there's so, Rick James. You might call him a super groupie. I wouldn't. You might. I mean, I was thinking it, but I didn't want to say. I, it. I, I just I said I wouldn't call him. Okay. Okay. I mean, just I think that should clear me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Rick Jones. You have Jack Moreau. We'll get into Jack. Jack. You know, when we talk about the other caps. Oh, Jack. Yeah, we'll talk about Jack and, oh, Jack. and the other caps that come up here. But like, you know, um, yeah, you have all these different things going. You know, the, these um. These way these stories are telling of, of of getting Cap back into the world and and again they also line up with and I think this is the thing that 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 makes the Captain books so much so political is they line up with world events mm-hmm. so things go from it just being you know the Nazis you start getting more now now we're, we're getting to the you know you're in the six you're in the you're in Cold War time so now you're yeah. bringing in the Russians and so now you have not just Russians you have you have the uh, you have the Soviet Union and the Russians and, and communism. And then you guys have good old corruption in the United States. So it's like all these things are are are, are pulled in uh, into these stories. Uh, the tell. Um, I'm trying to find out when I had it written down. When the Red Skull returns. Return of the Red Skull was. Um, let's see. Tales of Suspense number eighty. Okay. Which was, I want to say, 60, I'll pull it up here. 66. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's revived by AIM. Which, 
again, uh, why we need to tell that the higher story of seeing all the different branches of, of different superhero, supervillain groups that are branched off of Hydra. Um, but yeah, he is, um, he's revived. And this is where, and again, this is why we talk about Nick Spencer's run. The thing that, that Red Skull loves is more than trying to fight Captain America is the Cosmic Cube. Yes. And, and you got to remember the Cosmic Cube allows, um, it's, it's, it's altering reality. Yes. And, and. And it's a consistent theme in cat books. Can, very consistent theme in cat books to alter reality. Um, and you got to remember. Skull comes back. He changes reality. But because he's Skull, Steve's able to like, no, don't kill me. Leave me your slave. Mm-hmm. And he gets cued back and overthrows him. Because. It's almost. Yeah. I, you know what? Damn it. Yeah. See? I told you. I'm just. I'm just it's almost I shouldn't like have read all this shit. It's almost like it's a theme in these books um that's like getting mad about someone telling a sentinel story in x-men like what the f- mm. <laughs> but the thing about it is it's it's also that rich Cole's a true believer and so his whole thing is you know he is you know and this is one of the things that that comes in you have your your true believers your true races then you have your just your regular like supervillains who probably have racist tendencies, uh, tendencies, but it's not. That's not their driving goal. Red Skull. Listen, let's not make no no mistake about this. Is the super villain shit is all cherry on top. Like, right. He's here for that. The racism, and the hate. Right. Right. Like he, I was reading the Brubaker run where he was where he's uh, he's inside of a uh, 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 was it Lucan and I when they try to get the new the new guy Matt like one of his one of his cronies is called Master Race. Yo. Fire name. I mean, <laughs> fire name. I'm, listen, listen. I I had to do that 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 lot of morning gift. You know, just like shaking my head like and like to admire the marketing. I'm just. It's like if you if you if you lose the if you lose the, if you lose the, the the swastika on the chest, I, you know, I might rock that though. I, just say it. it. It might be all right. Um, it did remind me of um, what they did with uh. Uh, uh, Sazam, Captain Marvel, and 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 Captain Nazi. I was just like, oh, we're just really gonna go out there, just, just not even. I don't even play around with it. But like, but you're right. You know, Red Skull is a true believer. He is a he believes it all into that master race. You know, uh, uh, racism bullshit. It's like that is his thing. Um, and Cap being the symbol of this is you know a, the great symbol to kind of fight against that. Um. One of the, uh, let's see here. And that actually kind of, it, it kind of makes sense when you do this. Um, I think Captain America 110 is where they have Rick Jones for a little bit be, be, be Bucky. But to yep. me, the, one of the significant things is, I th- I wanna, it's either 116 or 117. And we talked about this when we did his character corner. It's the first appearance of Sam Wilson. You know, largely considered the, the first black superhero mainstream comics. He, his appearance is in Captain America book. Uh, Red Skull has used um, the Cosmic Cube to trap um, Captain America after kind of switching places with him, which again makes it weird, this idea of a Cap person being in Cap's body but not really being Captain America. <laughs> Where have I heard that before? Um, and, and sends Cap to this, uh, to this, this world where he's also trapped uh, uh, Sam Wilson's also there, and the uh, the other I can't remember what the names of the other people he had. The, the ex the people he, that Red Skull had been using uh, to get to get the Cosmic Cube, these exiles, and uh, Sam Wilson teams up. 
him and Red Wing team up with Cap. The first appearance of, of Sam Wilson. Now, if you go to when Brubaker does his first run on Sam, those first two issues, I want to say that's where Sin, um, uh, Red Skull's daughter, makes a claim that um, the Cosmic Cube had kind of altered Sam's history in that part as well. Sam Wilson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, none of this stuff is like, this is not like, even the newer comics use these kind of stories, use this kind and of And that's why it's tough to do kind of the, the, the history because I can, we could go back to the 40s and I could tell you modern comics that slide into those books, that slide into those stories. And they all do. Like, yeah. And they, they all do. There are books where they're like, this takes place during, and I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. Like, the, yes, you've added to the canon- canonical story, but now I guess well, the timeline's weird. It's harder well, to tell. Well, so if you if you, if you were a cat completist and like, well, actually, well, when Cap and Hawkeye went back in time to steal the motorcycle, when Cap and Bucky were flying and frozen in ice, they stole the motorcycle. I get it. I understand. I, too, read that book. I just don't feel like doing that. Here's the thing. And that's the one thing that about this is, it's a, a little bit more coherent than way more coherent than what um, DC has done. But this, this is also where, you know, uh, the cat books kind of get into that DC territory of you guys are playing with fire. You guys are walking a very, very thin tightrope right now, <laughs> right now. You got to be careful because like you said, there's a lot of time travel. There's a lot of alter- like cat books are big on altering. And, and it's not just altering time because when the cosmic cube is involved, it's altering reality. And right. and when right. you alter reality, what is real anymore? You know, and 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 I'm not trying to trying to you know make this all philosophical, but like it's true. Like that is what these do. And because the Red Skull and his goal is always involving using the Cosmic Cube, like this is a recurring thing. And again, this is another one of those things that if you're not really familiar with these with Captain America books, when you get to Spencer and you're going like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, no, this is normal. Like you'd be shocked how many times. Some of the best cap runs come back to him dealing with the internal struggle between him and the Red Skull and the Cosmic Cube is involved. It's just what it is. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we get um, uh, the first appearance of Sam Wilson and Sam, Sam and, and Cap become, become partners. Um, yeah. And the book at one point even becomes Captain America and the Falcon. It's it's there for a long while, actually, and yeah. we get like. What's cool for me is that once you get Cap a partner again, it almost starts to make the stories more engaging because then you mm-hmm. get immediately go to fight uh, Fake Rogers and Jack Monroe, mm-hmm. and so the in the in the gap between Cap's disappearance, they kept trying. And we're touching these Captain Americas, like Chris said in the other podcast, but. Jack Monroe is a particularly sad story. He snapped him with crazy, and Captain America keeps having to put him down. And he does it, but man, it is uh, the, the sad tale of Jack Monroe. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that for right now. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll cover into we'll go into to, to those later on. And yeah, you're right. But it's yeah. another one of those cases of the but there, but for the grace of God, goes Steve. Like it's yeah. it's. Again, it's a theme. Yeah. Cap America gone bad. Yep. Um, and then having to have the real Cap, if you will, come out and put him down. Um, but also, I, I like bringing up the fact that, you know, the book becomes Captain America and the Falcon uh, for yeah. a while because, again, 
when Sam eventually gets the shield later, all those years later, people look at it like, I can't believe we're getting, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, when you look at it though, and you look at the history of Captain America, it's like, it's almost the point it was overdue. Like if, if anybody was going to, to pick up the shield, like Sam is there. Sam is there when like, there's a part when we get into the Brubaker run where they're trying to reach, Sharon trying to reach Steve, uh, Nick's trying to reach out to Steve and they can't, and, and, and they eventually have to go, we got to call in the, we basically were like, we got to call in the big guns. And who they call? They call they call Sam. They call Sam yeah. to talk to Steve because that is the relationship that that Sam and Steve does. Um, and you know when 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 we cover this in the in the Sam Wilson thing, but you know uh, Steve is the one that introduces Sam to to Chala to get him his actual wings. And when he first meets him, he's just a dude in some leotards <laughs> that can talk to birds. <laughs> you know. Um, I wish you hadn't pointed that out, but yes, it's true. Hey, listen, you know what? The more it, it, as crazy as it as it is about his being able to talk to birds, I gotta say, it could have gone really bad. But they actually use it pretty well in the books. They like all we've seen some bad uses of powers that don't make sense. It's true, yeah. This is no like they actually make it pretty good. Like they use it so when Sam does it, you're like, and I love that everybody's kind of skeptical about it too until they need it, and you're like, it's like Sam's like, Captain's well, like, well, how'd you find me? He's like, Pigeon told me. He's like, how do you fucking do that? Like, it's like it's like in the Ultimate Spider-Man books when he says. I get your powers bit by a spider. Fine, don't tell me. Right, no. you know, right? Yeah. I thought we were being serious, Peter. <laughs> no, but that's really oh, a pigeon really did tell me. <laughs> um, right. Um, one of the interesting things before we get this, because I want to get to um, there's there's a lot of interesting stories that happen there, and like we said, there's a lot of the stuff that kind of ties into American politics. One of them comes into uh, Captain America and Falcon and its Secret Empire, mm-hmm. and this is the one that. I want to say these these this ran around the time of Watergate. Oh, it was the direct response to Watergate. Well, I know it was a direct response. I just didn't know like what the how the date. Seventy four. Okay, yeah. Seventy so seventy four is when he becomes nomad. Okay, so they literally ran it right around that time. Yeah. So yeah, I don't want politics in my comic books. You better time travel, bitch. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the Secret Empire. You later find out this is a, this is a, a, another this, uh, offshoot branch of Hydra has basically been, has a move to try to discredit, again, discredit Captain America <laughs> uh, and turn the country against him. And what you, uh, as a lot of stuff goes on, but what you eventually find out is that uh, the number one, the person leading this, uh, the secret empire is revealed. They don't show his face, but it's pretty much like stated, it's revealed to be the president of the United States. No, it's fucking Nixon. Well, I know, I know, I I know, but they just don't show. They don't show they don't you show his. You, it's they don't show you his face, and they don't officially say it. But it's, if you're re- you, read, it's, the, read the words in the balloons, not in Nixon's voice. Right, and, and it, well, not only that, but it's like if you look at the timing of the of the issue, what's going on at the time. Again, you put it in the context of Watergate, it's fucking Richard Nixon. All right, um, and this is the thing that kind of. Um, it it cuts at at Steve's resolves and, and and patriotism. He's like, you know, these are people like me who are supposed to be fighting for the good and fighting for the people, and they're just as corrupt as everybody else. So it becomes the man without a country in the worst costume in comic book history. <laughs> yeah, that nomad costume is fucking terrible. <laughs> you appreciate, for the record, this is also Nightfall. This is also Death and Superman. It is like. 
Just, guys, before anyone can step around about anything, it's all been done before. Yeah, yeah, that. But not with such a shitty costume. That costume is... <laughs> I've never appreciated Captain America's original suit more. Right now, that nomad costume was. Oh my at, god, it's so bad! Absolutely oh, terrible. Yeah, it it's it's Ooh. just it's 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 not good. Like the nomad suit they give him, like, I guess people were calling the one that he uses in Infinity War the nomad suit. That is so much better than the the suit you get. Like, he has a cape. They gave him a cape. It's like he gave him a cape. Well, I'm um, oh, sorry. I'm Captain sorry. America's also a, at this time the secret identity is Steve Rogers, cartoonist. Yeah, he's a comic artist. Yeah, I forgot this. Yeah, it's a weird thing too. They, they that the Steve Rogers at this point in in the comics also has a secret identity because like that he's where he's drawing the Captain America comic book. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. guys, yeah. It's a little meta. Yeah, but in the time that he's Nomad wearing this ridiculous, like I please go Google Nomad costume. It's super bad. Yeah, it's, it's, um, ter- it's terrible. A bunch of people try to be Captain America. And just like those other storylines I just mentioned, you can't replace the man. He then decides it's not about the government, it's about the ideals of what America means. I'm loyal to nothing, General, except the American dream. Sharon Carter's believed to be killed, and Jack Monroe takes on that shitty costume of Nomad. <laughs> you gotta, like, I love, like, Jack, you're cured. Thanks, guys. What should I do next? Have you seen this awful suit? <laughs> you want this awful costume? Go ahead and put it on. Um, oh my god! Yeah, it's, it's fucking terrible. Um, then there's uh, another another uh, key storyline around this time. Well, actually, it was like a hundred issues later. There's, is there anything between the Nomad stuff and the Death of Red Skull storyline? Two fifty. Oh, yeah, it's 250. I mean, like, yeah, Steve talks about the fucking president. Yeah. I feel like it's, yeah. it's, it's one of Roger Stern's first big stories. And I'm a big Roger Stern guy. I thought the Stern, Stern era was really good. I thought I like, I like John Byrne on the title, too. Um, but yeah, the big thing is you're going to get to Death of Red School. Yeah. And uh, that's post, and that's post Roger Stern. And I just, I just wanted to mention the artist I like the no, 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 that's good. No, no, we definitely got to write, mention that. But James Demetrius, Jesus Christ, Death of Red Skull. Yeah, it runs from issues two ninety to three uh, three hundred one. Um, and there's a couple of key 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 things here that happen here. One, you get um, the first appearance. You don't know that this is who this is when you first meet her in two ninety. Um, it's uh. She's she's named Mother Superior, but you later find out that it's Sen Cynthia Smith. It is the Red Skull's daughter. Um, it all this also involves Helmet uh, Zemo is also there, and you find out that there is a Red Skull, and Red Skull is dying. Uh, this, the the gas that kept him suspended has also uh, slowly seeped out of his body, and he is about to die. And so what he wants as his final thing is to take his enemy down with him. And so the whole thing here is, uh, I think the big, the big thing here is in 298, you get the full origin of the Red Skull in this, right. in, in this Silver Age timeline. About who he is, 
uh, and, and what uh, and and you see it, and also you get to see the, the the face behind his mask for the first time as well. Before this, you've only seen Red Skull with the Red Skull mask on, and so you get him in his full racist racist glory. Um, also, you see how uh, evil he was to uh, his daughter to make you know. First of all, when you, when you name your daughter Sin, it's Cynthia. I know, but when you name like the way it's spelled. It's spelled so it can be sin. I like, recognize he's not the best speller, but I mean, he's a Nazi. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know what the bar is for this, but he is a Nazi. So I didn't really expect a whole lot. I didn't expect a whole lot either, but I'm just saying that it's like when you do that, come on, guys. It's just what are you expecting here? So, um, but it's important. It's an important story that kind of tells you. And, and, and gives you the history of and what it's supposed to be is basically the death of an error, the death of, um, you know, this, this ongoing battle between um, uh, uh, Cap and, and Red Skull. Now, we know that when you have an arch villain like that and you're main hero, they're not going to stay dead for long. Hey, can I say something real quick? Yeah. I don't want to hear one more Jean Grey joke from anyone ever. <laughs> this nigga Red Skull. <laughs> He dies so many times. He dies so many times. Not just like we think he's dissipating to the cosmos. No, no. They shoot this nigga dead. Repeatedly. I don't want to hear any more Gene Grey. That's all I'm saying. Um, I also want to say in the middle of this is also like when they were writing this was also around the same time as Secret Secret Wars. Secret Wars happens um, and the heroes all vote for Rogers to be the leader. Mm Mm-hmm. If you want to know who who really runs this shit. And then we get Mike Grunwald. Holy shit. Ten years, 137 issues, creates crossbones, service society, diamondback, mm-hmm. flag smasher, tying in the coaches run, scourge of the underworld. John Walker, right? Oh, we get the captain. We get him losing the serum. Mm-hmm. We get the return of the Red Skull. Mark Grunewald. Ten years. It, it's, it's that thing we always say that you give, the, you give a writer that Man, moment of character. It, it's so fucking funny how every time we do this, we find a place where we're like, holy shit. Like uh, Simon Simon Thor. Cranwatt mm-hmm. and X-Men. Grunewald mm-hmm. and Cap. Yeah. The it- things you love about Captain America that are not Bucky and are not from the 50s all happen in that 10 years. Yeah. This is where you get the Red Skull who, who gets resurrected, but he's also, I think this is also when he's resurrected in the, in the clone body of Cap. So it's like, this is where you can get like, Every now and then you get the Red Skull having, you know, why did Red Skull have powers now? Or, or a little bit more, it seemed like to be a little bit physically more able. It's because he's, he's inhabiting a clone body of Cap. And it has been restored in that. You know, um, yeah, there's, there's all this these. This is the most yeah. political and social. This is the thing that sets up everything that's happening now with Cap. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is, I mean, and, and I hate to say that because it's not true that this is where Cap gets political because he's, he's always been political. 
<laughs> like everything before him is political. I mean, you got to think about it. Like Cap runs around with, um, with, uh, 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 with, with a woman in, in Sharon Carter, who's a badass. He's got a, a black partner in, 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 um, in Sam Wilson. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of the people he interact with is Jewish. I think Arnold Roth, uh, one of his childhood friends, comes out as gay. Like, there's like they do not hide away from from political stuff in the Captain America stuff before this. But you're can right. I, can like, I be real? Yeah, go ahead. I knew a lot of this shit. I hadn't actually read it because when I was a kid, Cap wasn't hidden like that for me. I just I was an X Men guy. I was a Spider Man guy. Same and here. I think that probably these books have been over my head at ten years old. No, absolutely. I, I can absolutely agree with that. I can see that. But I'm you're glad right. I found them now. Yeah, I mean, no, these these is like this is this is where things get so political. Even more political. It, you know what it's doing? It takes the stern stuff, it takes the, the nomad shit, and it dials it up. Because there's no incident, there's no singular incident this time that makes Cap say I'm, I'm out. Mm-hmm. It's a culmination of shit that he keeps saying. He says, I can't do this. I got to be the captain now. And this time he gets a fire suit. Right. <laughs> An absolutely fire suit. They bring in a replacement, John Walker. And holy shit, the bar for crazy Captain America's has been raised. Ladies and gentlemen, John Walker, the fucking redneck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, another reason why, if you were wondering why some of us were so excited when we saw the fact that they're bringing the U.S. agent uh, John y'all, Walker in for John Walker on these television for the Winter Soldier and, and the Falcon. Oh, nigga! Like, <laughs> no. The thing about it is, before, like, it's a spoilers. It's a superhero show. The superheroes are gonna win. Before that happens, John Walker's gonna fuck them up. <laughs> Yeah. Before they win, John Walker's gonna fuck them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm here for it. Ten thousand percent here for it. Um, yeah, he tries. He tries to be Captain America, and you learn what makes these special because filling those boots ain't easy. Mm-hmm. And he struggles before they start putting pressure on the outside to drive him crazy. And then they got to fight. Three fifty, the Captain versus Captain America. We got to fight. So he takes back the shield. John Walker becomes U.S. Asian, a.k.a. We won't green light cap for your book, but you can have the redneck. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, this whole thing. Yeah. Um, for a while there, he loses the super, uh, the, mm-hmm. the super soldier, soldier serum. Um, he uses an exoskeleton. Like a, a bunch of stuff that happens during the green uh uh, Grunwald run. The end of Grunwald kind of spins. Not gonna lie. Yeah, no, it eventually does. But I mean, I think when you're on it that long, but but I think there's a lot of stuff there. Take a blood transfusion from the skull to, to get his powers back. Yeah. Um. And uh, let's see. Da, da, da. Mark Wade brought back Sharon Carter, which is important. Before yeah. the thing we're not going to talk about happens. Yeah, we don't talk about heroes are born, so we're going to just. Nap- I ref- I fucking refuse. <laughs> Wade takes over. Wade's back when they come back, and we get the Energy Shield cap. Which not, a, I'm not a fan of the Energy Shield. That was dumb. Sorry. Yeah. yeah no, Mark Wade. Need, didn't, it was a miss. We need the real. We need the real shield. Um. Yeah, it loses the shield. Gets it. We rebuilt everything. Um. I think the next big run should be the the, the volume four. Because mm-hmm. when the September 11th. Attacks happened in the real in the real world. Marvel saw as an opportunity to relaunch this character. Mm-hmm. 
Captain America Volume 4 launches June 2002. And it is very, very ambitious. And he nails it. This is a proof breaker, right? I, I can't remember if Volume 4 was him or if he was I'm starting. I'm pretty sure it's Volume it's probably, 4. Yeah. Because that volume four is only like seven issues. I know he's definitely volume five. But, but volume four is kind of where I mean you probably it might start. Yeah, maybe. yeah, no, volume four as well. Definitely okay. starts. Yeah, um, it's the beginning of him saying he's kind of calling the shot. He's like, I'm going to tell a big fucking Captain America story. Yeah, and it starts with him moving to Brooklyn and revealing his end of the world. Then Avengers Civil happens, which is a big deal, and it affects Steve in real ways. He's having kind of a, a, a kind of a relationship with Wanda, who goes crazy and almost kills them all. And now Steve works for Shield, and he's found out that Bucky is alive. Same time Ben's doing New Avengers, he's hunting Bucky. Yeah, this is the. Uh, the, the Brubecker run, it's a hundred issues that started in 2005. Um, and the first 25 issues are basically the return of Bucky as Winter Soldier. Um, you... In the use of a cosmic cube. Weird. Yeah, because it's also, so it's, it's it's also, so it it expands, right? It's the use of the cosmic cube. This is the, it gives you more information on what happened, uh, in some of those lost years of, of the war that we don't, that we didn't talk about with the Russians and... How Cap and the uh, and Invader Invaders had helped the Russians and uh, General uh, uh, Vaswolf, um, mm-hmm. who eventually um, I think takes in a, a young Alexander uh, Lukin, uh, or was it Luskin? What is it, what is uh, Alexander's name? Uh, Luskin. And um, yeah, you have the Red Skull has returned and has guided as he does. Yeah, as he's the true Jean Grey of this shit. Yeah. Uh, with a cosmic cube that is trying to piece itself to bit back together, but he needs a little bit more death and pain and suffering to energize the. Sh- wait, 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 Chris, Chris, an imperfect cosmic cube. I know. Hmm. Huh? Hmm. It's almost. Hmm. It was an homage to everything that came before. It's almost like it t- it Watch carried on what was going Watch on. Watch the next step right. for the character. Right. Go on. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. but. Before Red Skull's plan is, is, and this happens like early, I think in that first issue, before you find out what's, what's happening on, uh, Red Skull is shot. Uh, yes. Killed. And by some unknown sniper. Um, you later find out throughout this all stuff. And if, and if you are aware of the story, then you know. Like, you know when you see Red Skull meeting, or doing a flashback meeting uh, Luskin, that it's, it's Bucky in that... Um, in that in that suspended animation thing there, so you know that. But if you if you didn't know, I can only imagine what it was like to read these back then and right. not know what was coming. And like you said, it is revealed that um, Nick Nick Fury kind of reveals to the cap that the Winter Soldier, which is, has been this ghost that we see pop up every now and then in these stories, it's Bucky. Bucky was was captured by the Russians and saved when he had his arm blown off and they thought he was dead. The Russians, he was dead. They brought him back to life and then brainwashed him to be the, their infiltrator. Because the other thing, too, that, that Brubaker does in this, and it is before they even get to all this stuff of what happened with 
uh, Bucky being trained into the Winter Soldier. He does a good job of going back and explaining, and not, I guess, some people call it a retcon, but to me, it's like going into more details and, and pulling back the veneer of saying what Bucky really was. It's like, you know, in those earlier comics, you know, in those 40s, Bucky was just like everything else. When you have those teenage heroes, it's like it's a way to kind of bring kids into the comics and, and a direct reaction to the Hitler youth. And so during this Brubaker's run, you have Cappy even saying, it's like, yeah, you know, we, that was the, the, the front we paid on, that, that Bucky was just a young kid, the young, you know, the young upstart who was, you know, uh, the direct answer to Hitler Youth, but he's like, what he really was, he was an advanced scout who could get his hands dirty and nobody would know. Like, nobody he was a spy. Talking. He was a spy. Like, he, like Bucky was trained. Uh, he wasn't just a spy. Bucky was trained to be a, an, a, an advanced sniper uh, uh, assassin himself, right? And yeah, he was only 16, but he was only four years younger than Cap. So that's the other thing, that's too. That's such kind of, a huge point. Right. Because it's not the teen sidekick, it's not Batman and Robin. It's yeah. Batman and Nightwing. Right. They and, are brothers. They are not father-son. Right. And, and so throughout the Brubaker's run, where he, before he, as he's leading you up to the reveal that Bucky is this winter soldier, there's a lot, in a lot of these flashbacks, they're showing you that Bucky was, Bucky could hold his own. Bucky wasn't just the teen, like you said, the teen sidekick. Bucky was, and, and we'll get into this more when we do, you know, we'll obviously pull Bucky out and, and talk a little bit about him during, you know, the second part of this when we talk about other people that hold the shield. Like Bucky was fully capable, um, mm-hmm. and so uh, yeah, so they re- the Russians reprogrammed him and used him to be infiltrator. And there's that I can't remember what issue it is, but they kind of go back and they show you the different missions that Bucky has gone on and all the different things he's done. And Cap's going through and seeing what what's happened to his friend, his former partner, and he's like devastated by this. Um, yeah. and 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 this is all a plan, you know, by. Uh, Luskin looks at it like he thought that Bucky and Cap and the Invaders kind of left them and Mother Russia to suffer. They they didn't right. help them get what they want because they were just focused on their ideals and they looked down on the the way that they did they did their work. They were I mean again it's different right when you're you know that that Russian front of World War II uh, was hell on earth. Yeah. And um, so it's like it's you, you, and you get, see why they would they would hate him for it, right? And so you have Captain America being the symbol and saying, "Well, we don't do this. We don't tour, we don't do this." It's like you get to go home. This is our home, right? Um, and so a, a lot of things happen in this Blue Waker run that are great. Uh, this is the, the main my main focus of rereading all of this stuff in here because I knew it would also directly tie into the next Spencer. Plus, stuff. you get like you get you get. Again, Cap versus America because it's a Civil War thing. Well, yeah. So you you get you you get the Civil War piece. You get um, uh, you get the return of the Red Skull, even though he was killed. The Cosmic Cube basically it placed him inside a Luskin, and so it's as Luskin and 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 Red Skull in one. You get the return of Sin. Um, yeah. Crossbones breaks into the reeducation camp that Shield had put her in. Um and breaks her out and basically beats the shit out of her until she remembers that she's actually the Red Skull's daughter and is also a racist piece of shit. Um, and then they go on their own little ways of trying to murder and 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 stuff. Like Crossbones is also we don't talk about enough. Crossbones is crazy as shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a murdering son of a bitch right there. Like, they, that they, is- they they they. 
you got a very nice and cuddly crossbones in the MCU. Yeah, yeah, because crossbones is like I I remember after going through this, I was like I for, I almost forget crossbones isn't just your regular like mercenary. He's your no. regular like he's basically like what if what if Punisher wasn't crazy but was also super racist. <laughs> That's crossbone, and and and, and is a and a hundred percent a villain, right? That's crossbones, and so yeah, <laughs> and and kind of like he's almost it's weird because he's also kind of like a true believer in this shit. So, um, but you're right, like they have this whole thing of trying to discredit, um, uh, uh of Cap, and what is the company that Luskin owns? Because we brought it up before. It's the one that tried to take over, uh, Stark Enterprises. It's oh fuck. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm losing it. Because we brought it up in the, a lot of reading. Yeah, well, we brought it up in the um. It's it's the it's the same company that tried to do a takeover of Stark Enterprises at one point. Hold on. I'm trying to find it. Power Elite. No, it's not Power Elite. It's like uh, Vano Cronus. Cronus, there he is. Okay. It's Cronus. Um, and so, uh. You know, they're, 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 it's, it's that whole idea of also using the capitalism against you. So he's yeah. using, he's using the, they're using the cosmic cube they're to, to get these corporations to become subsidiaries of Kronos and, and to kind of turn the world against Captain America. It's, it's a very, um, yeah, it's a very well done story. And then, like you said, it leads right up into Civil War. Yeah. Um, and, um, We've covered Civil War several times before. We won't cover it again here, but you know, it also ends up with the death of Cap. But it also another. I wanted to point out it's another case where Cap's on the other side of the government. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cap is seeing what the government wants him to do. He said, mm, "Can't do that, bro." Yep. And it leads with not just the death of Cap. Cap being murdered by Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter. Yep. And then, of course, I think it's two years later we get reborn. Which I get it, but I don't think it's the. It was a clumsy way to bring him back. Yeah, it was. I didn't like it as much. I, I, I get what I'm they're doing it. because Steve traveling through time is a man outside of time. I get that. I I respect it. I understand it. Yeah. I just don't love it. Yeah, I, I wasn't a really fan of Captain Captain America Reborn. Um. But I like how it ended with Siege and all this stuff and the, the Dark Rain Siege where, you know, Cap comes back and gives the shield to Buck and becomes Top Cop and all that shit. Here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I, how we got there, I didn't love it. Yeah. Um, I guess Heroic Age, Steve, with, uh, where he becomes the 10th director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. Uh, superhero actors is uh, repealed. Um, and so now you get um, Steve as as the government <laughs> as the, he's the man he's the man he's the top cop um in this and um yeah he leaves the secret avengers mm-hmm. black ops team but bucky's captain america at this point mm-hmm. bucky's killed during fear itself by sin and captain get the shield again yep and we'll cover all they that know- bucky stuff later We'll cover all this up later, but I just wanted to, I wanted yeah. to touch on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, they reforge the shield again because that's one of the many things that happens. And then we kind of barrel into AVX. Like, this is one of those things where it's kind of the event 
not fatigue era, but there were a lot of events because they're also slowly, quietly rolling up this iteration of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. So MC, uh, AVX happens. It doesn't go well with Avengers for a while there. No. No, no. They do pull out the end. They start the Uncanny Avengers, which is one of my favorite runs. Rick Remender, have between the team, but caps on it. Mm-hmm. And their big first threat is the Red Skull. Another Red Skull clone, who's mm-hmm. now taking Professor Xavier's brain and giving him telepathic powers, which makes everyone else racist too. <laughs> Pretty good decision on a character to put up against a Cap-helmed uh, Avenger squad. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this run of Uncanny Avengers. I thought it was really well done. Um, at the same time, in his actual book, we're getting we get uh, was what's the, what's the villain shit? Uh, Iron Nail takes out the Super Soldier Serum from Steve Rogers' body. So if you think to yourself, wait, I've seen a bunch of comic books where Steve's an old man. Yep, that was these stories. Mm-hmm. He gives Sam the shield. He's now the coordinator for all of the Avengers. And that carries us through the inversion. Yeah. The, uh, leads uh, us up to time runs out. Yeah. The Hickman, the Hickman Avengers run. One was life, one was death. You know, yeah. And he's died when he's crushed by the helicarrier when the Ultimate Universe invades 616. Yep. Right. Yep. And um, when we come back from that, I think that when we come back, it's right into Secret Empire. It's right into at least standoff. Well, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's standoff. And I and I and I think that what I want to do is because uh, I think so many people didn't read standoff because that's how you get. That's the first thing, right? That's okay. the first hint you get when Steve is brought back, but it's not really Steve. And we're told it's a throwaway panel that so many people have missed. And so we'll cover uh, standoff, the assault on Pleasant Hill. We won't cover like the entire thing, but we'll bring that up when we do the, 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 the premium. We have stuff. to. Right. Right. Because it's important. I think it's an important piece there. Um, and if you're thinking to yourself, hey, guys, I didn't read it, but I read the hype. I'm not going to like this. I'm tearing now. Don't believe the hype. You're going to love it. Trust us. Um, and then uh, where we're at now is with uh, the coach run. If you're not reading Coach's run, bro, I didn't. It again. I didn't read the Mark Wade stuff that came after the Spencer stuff, but the the coach stuff afterwards has tied directly in to what happened with Secret Empire. Uh, Peggy Carter's back. Uh, was it the um, what's her what's her code name? Oh, I don't exactly know. Oh, I don't know. The Dryad? The Druid? Dryad. Yes. Dryad. Thank you. Dryad. Yes. Um, but yeah, if you're not reading Coach's Captain America run, you are missing out. You're losing. Because again, it's another it's one of those things of the, the, the biggest thing you should take away from, when we're, especially when we're talking about Steve Rogers as Captain America, is the symbol. In him, the real Steve Rogers always trying to live up to what that shield is supposed to mean and defining what that is superpower. And, and, and right it is 
And 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 I think that's what you're seeing right now with the coaches run is trying to get Steve to feel the the, 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 the for him to feel like he's earned the right to be Captain America again. Um, because even though it wasn't him that did those things, it was it was Hydra Supreme. The Steve that was Hydra Supreme. Even though it wasn't him, he still feels responsible for that and sees that look of again. We it, when you read through all these issues and you go through all these the, the history of Steve Rogers, you see all the times where. When he reaches out to help a, 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 an innocent life, and they pull back because of something that's happened before, because of some kind of campaign to turn people against Captain America, and you're seeing that again now. That's where we're at now. It's it's, it's one of those things where the fact that it's one story matters. Yes, and because of the sliding timeline, we're allowed to tell a similar story over and over again, but we're allowed to adapt to the current time and, and have it speak to the current climate. And that's all they've done here. They found a story that they knew they could tell. And said, how does the world outside reflect this, this archetypical story about Cap? And they nailed it. And there's going to be people who speak ill of this run. And I would tell you guys, just read the books. Don't want the, even if you don't trust us after all these years, just read the books. We're not going to waste your time. We're going to read them too. And trust me, there's certain things I won't do for this podcast. Like, like I got to find somebody to sit in on the Heroes Reborn uh, fiasco because I just. It won't be your boy. <laughs> I got to find out what I got to do to get. Cause I feel like just the reactions of that would be. There is no way. Like, I want to make that. There's no way. I think we. I think. I think. What it was that accidentally do some of it for like the uh, for Iron Man, and we were like, "Yeah, we're not doing that shit again." I, I looked. I was like, "Oh no, 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 no!" I didn't read it when it happened. And I was reading fucking everything. Right. Oh man. Um. Well, all right, folks. There you guys have it. That is our uh, Cap- Captain America Part One. Steve Rogers, uh, the man behind the shield. Uh, we are going to. Um, be back probably in a couple of weeks and we'll wrap up uh we'll hit some of the stuff that we skipped over there are big chunks the, the big chunks where particularly where bucky's cap um for a while there and um we'll hit those uh the tragedy of all the other captain americas and the weight and the reason why bucky was hesitant to pick up the shield this shield breaks people yeah this shield will break you yeah yeah it's not an easy thing at all you know um, and it was never, and Steve knew when he asked him to do it, it was not a small act. Mm-hmm. So. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. So uh, if you want to also hear something before then, make sure you sign up for premium because probably next weekend we'll probably get the first part of uh, um, what I'll probably do is do two episodes. Uh, we'll do one on Steve, I mean, on, on Sam, and then the other one on Steve, and we'll probably go back and forth between there until we hit uh, Secret Empire. So, um, yeah so all right folks uh thank you guys very much for listening we will be back soon uh make sure to subscribe character corner uh and um catch you guys later until next time we're out of here peace